Today is August 27th, and the Yankees have just taken four games from the Baltimore Orioles in three days. Luke Voigt is a relevant player, and Sonny Gray is the best pitcher in the league in his mind. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in. We had a fun weekend, so we get to have a fun conversation. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan. I was a transplanted Yankee fan. I'm not going to be anymore because in two days, I fly to California. I grab all my shit. I hang out with some fans at Oakland, watch the Yanks play, and then I fly back here, move to New Jersey, full-time New Jersey resident. So, Jake, you will be the only transplant host of the show. You're back in the shit, man. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Back. Back in the New New York York groove. New Jersey, though. Good song. Good song. Good weekend. How was your weekend besides the games? How was my weekend besides the game? It was good, man. I I was excited to relax. Um, Busy Labor Day wedding and then the Oakland series. I'm going to be out there, too. Um, So that's going to be a lot of travel. And then, yeah, I've got big wedding season come up and i don't know man summer days are running low so we were kind of like let's let's go chill at the pool that'll be delightful so we did that got a little two turn saturday just like happy with the yankees i heard a rumor that you were blackout drunk walking around the denver bar telling everyone that shane robinson had a multi-hit game Is that yeah true? man i kind of i i mean i can't put in a full like drinking shift anymore and i tried so we had a couple friends over the pool. We were drinking, having a nice little Saturday. And then my girlfriend wanted to see the movie Crazy Rich Asians. It's getting rave reviews. Yeah. So she she was all juiced up to see it. And I was like, I was doing the, like, I'll go, I'll go see it. But obviously that's not on my movie list. Like, I go to the movies three times a year. And to have Crazy Rich Asians be one of those three, that's that's tough. But... So she, so one of her friends was like, yeah, I'll go. So they were like, oh, nice. So they were going from the pool to that. So some of the guys I was drinking with at the pool, they were like, oh, well, your girl's heading out to the movies. Come party. And I was kind of like, ah, oh, crap, <laughs> trap. Um, so then like had a couple tequila shots go down. Then I met with our buddy Krause and did some karaoke and like not good karaoke. I what usually... I usually pride myself on being a strong performer if I'm up there, but it was like drunk karaoke. I think I did, like, You Ought to Know, Alanis Morissette. I did uh, Ricky Martin, Livin' La Vida Loca. Made for you. As a little kid, you watched Ricky Martin, Livin' La Vida Loca, and, and dreamt of what life could bring. Right. Right. Still do. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, not good performances. I, I've got a pretty clear image of uh our friend jeff just laughing at me like this, this isn't good <laughs> this is tough so yeah 
So that was uh, and then a lot of Yankees baseball, which was which was fun. A lot of Yankees baseball, which is how, my whole day, my whole. Weekend. How was your weekend out outside? It's tough when you get doubleheader Saturday. It's I like, love it. Uh, I I had to move houses, so that sucked. Like wake right and the window because they're all rentals, and the the window is ten a.m. to two p.m. But the game started at one, so I was really ten to like twelve thirty for me to get set up. I had to set up my whole computer and everything. It sucks. Moving sucks. We have like two more moves to go and then we're settled at least through May. But all right, let's get into this this weekend. Good shit. Do you do you, do we have anything we want to talk about that we don't think will come up in Burns and Awards? I think it's all going to come up naturally. Yeah, I mean there's there's not there's only two ways to go about it. Like we either need to cover like <laughs> a chunk of stuff right now or it's just burn season and the burns are ready. So I Bur- think it's burn season. Burns are ready. So I will say, speaking of uh, Oakland, you're going to be in Oakland. I'm going to be in Oakland. We're going to be at the game Monday. We have a suite. There's going to be a lot of talking Yanks people. For those of you coming to the suite and hanging out with us, that's awesome. Make sure you bring, make sure you get there early. Cause we're going to have jerseys and maybe some hats, um, g- as prizes so we're going to make like a little sheet like how many runs who's going to hit the first hit blah blah blah. you know like you do at a super bowl party we're going to do that in the suite so that when at the end of the game whoever has the most correct wins a jersey from affordable jerseys so make sure that you get there early and for everyone else i just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by ryan brown just one one sponsor of this show he was our uh he joined patreon over the weekend or the week Whatever it was, so thanks, Ryan Brown. You brought us a show. If you want to, if you want to sponsor the next show, you can. You go to Patreon.com/slash/TalkingYanks. You subscribe. It's two dollars a month. You get early access, video access, live access, some extra stuff. You get your name put in a raffle at the end of each month. That's where I was going with this. We're going to choose the winner for August while we're in Oakland together. So it's going to be like three days after the fact. But nice. get your get your name in. Um, good time to sign up right now, and then you can win a jersey two days later or whatever. So that's who's sponsoring this episode. Blah, 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 blah. Let's burn. You ready? we got four games, so I think we just burn, talk, burn, talk, burn, talk awards. Yeah, let's do it. Game one, Friday night in Baltimore. I don't even you're know. S- you're setting the, the scene a little bit? You, you, you'll let us know. Ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Yeah, I guess so, huh? On your mark. Get set. I'm not ready. Oh, no, shit. No, I'm ready. I was On just messing mark. with you. Fault, false start. Fault. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one. Straight off the DL. CC Sabathia versus Alex Korn on the cob. LOL. On Players Weekend in Baltimore. The O's push two across in the first with a Crush Davis single. That happens... 16 out of 100 at bats and a few bunts and you know you don't bunt on CC Orioles because you pissed them off and that'd be all they'd score off the big man Luke Voigt is relevant part one two run homer in the fourth it's two to two after four. Oh, strike in the seventh VR two run homer off D-Rob oh no huge moment of the series kind of forgot about this Glaber Torres bloops a two RBI single in the eighth we're tied at fours Bonos Cantos in Baltimore. And when it's late night, it's disco time. Disco Neil Yabo, followed by Luke Voigt is relevant part two. Two-run shot of his own. Yanks win in 10. 7-5 to CC to D-Rob to Batances to Green to Britain. 
you shocked me when you just told me it went extra innings. I completely forgot it went extra innings. Dude, so I, as I've, I've said before, I like writing the burns after, after all the games. Uh, part procrastination, part putting the whole storyline together throughout the burns. I don't want to miss anything. And, dude, that Glaber Torres single, I mean, that could have set everything awry for this whole weekend. If he didn't get it? Yeah, man. Well, he got it. I know, but dude, just think about that. We're we're coming off the loss to Miami that everyone was pissed about because we punted that game. We were very mad. And then, dude, if we lose that Oriole game, my God. Now everyone's turning their heads on each other. Who knows how the rest of the series goes? That was uh, <laughs> That was big, and I kind of forgot about it until about 20 minutes ago. That that felt like a good game. I mean, and then Britain giving up the home run made Voits even more worthwhile at the end there. Yeah. It just felt fun. I'm we're gonna get into individual stuff in awards and it's kinda like we have so much to go. But I mean, it's I said this last time. People every time you're like in a close game with these bad teams, everyone's like, We should be blowing them out. It's like All you right. will, but you're gonna play close games against teams. CC looked good, I thought. Yeah, first first start off the DL looked good, and then Robertson allows that home run, which I thought it was. I thought Robertson looked so sharp, and he was two zero on the batter beforehand. And I was watching my dad. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is tricky because he's got to throw a fastball." And he threw this pinpoint down and away on the corner fastball for a called strike. So even if he swings, it's not like a fastball he can tee up. You know, right down the middle, two zero pitch. Sure, called strike. So two one, he throws it again, gets back to two two. Wins the at-bat, strikes that guy out. Next batter comes up, and he does that same low-and-away pitch. And it was 93, same exact miles per hour, same exact spot as the ones that he threw 2-0 and 2-1 that were perfect pitches. It was the same exact pitch. So, And then the guy just puts wood on it, and it, it just barely gets out. Uh, I feel like all the home runs, I don't think Robertson has given up like a moonshot. Like, remember when Juan Soto hit that home run off Chad Green and and – yeah, in Washington, it was like holy shit. Chad just got lit up. I feel like all D Rob's given up some big home runs, and I feel like all of them are cheapies. Maybe Smoke back in like the first series of the year, but uh, and I, that's not really an excuse. Home run is a home run. Uh, as Yankee fans, we can't say right. You know, we can't we can't claim cheap home runs. But I just feel like all of D Rob's are squeaking over the wall, and his reaction every time is just oh oh. I thought I thought D Rob looked really sharp for coming off that injury, shoulder hurting, whatever it was. It looked pretty good to me. Yeah, he's he's looked a little better lately. I think I called him out a few series ago just because he didn't feel right. It's it's starting to feel right, but yeah, it just seems like and there was a Glaber Torres error to start that inning, so they were unearned runs technically. I know that you and you and me kind of usually are on the opposite sides of this argument, but. Yeah, so they're unearned runs, but he still gave up the homer <laughs> to what would have, which was the fourth out of the inning. So you could go back and forth and do that conversation. Well, wait, but, but uh, I'm on, I'm on I'm on the side that well, he still gave up a homer, so it's on him. Yes, exactly. Are are you on that side now? Or are you still? Th- no, well, no. I mean, in my head, it's an unearned. It's very much an unearned run. If Glaber Torres makes the play, he never has to face that batter. Yeah, but I still um, think. 
even if you don't have the face to batter, if it's a home run, so say he gives up a double and that runner scores, then sure, unearned. But anytime the batter puts the ball over the fence on you, whether there shouldn't have been a third out already or not. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <sighs> Still yeah, gave up sorry. a home run, man. Sorry, bro. Fourth out of the inning. Oh, my God. Yes, Network's on my TV, and they're showing like, 1920s players, just this old man named Dick Bertrell talking. Never heard of him. Dick Bertrell, huh? Yeah, I'll turn off my TV so I don't get distracted, but Dick Bertrell. Let's burn game two, two in one day. Listen, I love doubleheaders. And last time I tweeted that out, I got so much shit, and they're like, why? We always lose one. We always punt one lineup. And last episode, we made so many jokes about how shitty the second lineup was going to be. And I'm interested to hear your burns to find out if it was or not, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm so excited, well, dude. Um, no, you're you're not spoiling much. But I mean, technically, wasn't. I mean, game one or game one was the punt lineup. Technically, no. I don't think any of them were. Just because Higgy oh, was in, Higgy had well, Higgy, Higgy and Higgy and Shane Robinson. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, game one was, I think, technically the punt lineup. <laughs> well, it depends where you stand on Greg Bird these days. Um, neither neither were th- were as punty as I thought they were going to get. As, as punty as we did. Well, when when Luke Voigt goes from AAA to savior of the team, it <laughs> just looks a lot less punty, but we'll, we'll get there. Zero to hero right quick. Game two? Game two. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game two, first of the doubleheader, Jay Happ versus Jimmy Yakabonis. Maybe my favorite name in the MLB right now. But he's back in AAA, and on that day, he was Yakabogus. The Orioles score three. Let's get that out of the way because the Yankees put up a 10 spot, and here we go. Anduhar RBI ground out. Hicksy RBI single. Just do it. That dude hits a three-run homer. Gardy says, I'll have what he's having. Two-run homer. Luke Voigt is relevant part three. RBI single. Labor bomb, solo shot. Hixie, baby, one more time. Also solo shot. Your final score is 10-3. Jay Happ, as cool as the other side of the pillow. Rest in peace, Stu Scott. Six innings pitch, two earned run, nine Ks. To Sessa for three innings. Yanks can win and not burn through their bullpen. Cash and Boone's dream game. Yankees win. Shout out to Sessa. I don't think he's going to get credit on the rest of this podcast, any individual awards. But like you said, the Yankees haven't been able to use okay here's aj cole for the last three innings of the game here's shreve for the last two innings of the game here's sonny for the last two innings of the game here's sessa for the last three innings of the game just close it down we have a huge lead we haven't done that like all year it always yeah. gets close you always have to at least get someone up so I, that was actually really big of sessa and someone tweeted this at me and it's true that's the best role he can be for this team. He's not terrible at that because he usually can give you two good innings because he's got good stuff. It's just once a batter sees Sessa a second time, they're like, uh, no, I'll just sit on that 100-mile fastball you can't locate. Yeah, three innings pitch, he gets the save. It's a funny stat. Baseball's a weird yeah. sport. <laughs> it's like, and I, I, some people did reach out on that. So, yeah, if you don't know, if, if you pitch the final three innings of a game with the lead, <laughs> you get the save. Like, that's just the r- rules are rules. Gossip um, save. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's uh, everything is juxtaposed. I, I used to say this about Chase and Treve when he was in, in the bullpen for us. 
I mean, yeah, if Louis Sessa was your mop guy, you know, sometimes he'd give you four good innings, sometimes he'd give you kind of bad two innings, and, like, that's normally what the mop-up guy on a team is. Right now, we (laughs) don't have room for that, but, yeah, literally the Yankees, the current Yankees front office dream is bringing up the 26th man and having them be the only person who comes in to pitch that game. And was low-key huge, because they went into extras the night before, and they burned four relievers or whatever it was, so... Four relievers, yeah, and because they put up a ten spot in game one, the Orioles had to use like four or five pitchers. I think four relievers, maybe. Four. So that that game one was as good as a game one you can have in a doubleheader. You made them use a lot of their bullpen. We only used our one guy, and he's our twenty sixth man, and we scored a ton of runs and built momentum. Yankees haven't. I don't. I feel like they just. Don't do that in the double headers. Usually, we've had so many this season. Usually, you don't have that have that many. I felt yeah. good going into game two with Sonny on the mound. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know why. Dude, it's because the energy, man, and Didi being bored out of his skull in the dugout. Yeah, Didi having fun a blast. Shit. Him and Sevy on him and Sevy the double header just stuck in there for two games in a row and not being able to play. So bored. Oh, partying, partying in the dugout. P a r t y n n partying. We'll we'll talk about this more later, but uh, and this was obviously the Luke Voigt perfect storm weekend. But uh, pretty funny that he homered off Yakabonis and Triple A like the, a week ago or something. Yeah. So Got like him. he's back on the hill, and he had the good game the night before. All right, <laughs> Luke Voigt, <laughs> roll it, baby. Jimmy Yakabonis is my favorite name in the MLB. I'm glad you said that, dude. Yakabonis is such a baseball name. Yaka. Yakabonis. You can just put Yaka so many bonus. Yeah. Yaka hey. boring. That Yaka, was, that's one option. Yaka bogus, dude. It's another option. Yaka, in, Yaka butt. There's an inappropriate version that I'm not going to say, Jim. I think you're, I think you're going to say Yaka boner. Okay. Come on. Boners on the brain. Jake Storielli story. So game three, dude. And, I mean, all this kind of, I won't say too much because he, he may get an award, but, uh, dude, Sonny's been solid on the road and really good against the Orioles. I, uh, as you, you know, and I'll inform the people, I won a, a very tight fantasy baseball matchup this week. Congrats. Um, and I, I was eyeing Sonny for the spot start because I needed, that's insane. I need, dude, I needed wins and whip. And I was like, just think this little weirdo is going to do it. But then I told myself, if he doesn't, you're the biggest idiot in the world. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. Dummy. But still got still got the W. You, you tried to rob a gun store and got shot. Basically. Yeah. All right. But uh, I, uh, let's, I, well, I, speaking of Sonny, let's go to game two of the doubleheader, game three of the series. You ready to burn this one? I am. You get a lot of homework you have to do uh, on these episodes when they got four games, four burns. Yeah, and no, it's... Your brain I, okay? I feel I feel like these aren't my best comedic burns. I don't know if it, it was just the rhythm of the series, but um, that, they're burns. They're burns. I guess this one's a little silly. This one has this one has kind of a, a long winded tough joke that I don't think is going to hit. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just get straight to it. Are you yeah. ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, burn. The nightcap of the doubleheader, Sonny Pickles Gray versus Cash Money, Andrew Kashner, who's fared well against the Yankees. Hicksie, RBI single in the first, makes it 1-0 Yanks, followed by Glaber and Gardy scoring on a wild pitch ground out combo. 3-0 Yanks after two. G-Unit, 
RBI single makes it 4 nothing. No Orioles update because if you see something you never buy at the gas station, it's one of them nasty pickles in a bag. And Sonny Pickles Gray was nasty. 6.1 innings pitch, only three hits, seven Ks. Holder, Canely, Batances, Ostak won on late, but they didn't even know. Romine with the icing on the cake, solo shot. Your final score, 5-1. Yanks win. Yanks win. Yanks win. They get the doubleheader sweep. They did it. They did it. They really, really did it. It's kind of big. Both of my sisters were cheerleaders growing up. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's rare. It's rare to get the doubleheader sweep. Kenny Kenny Singleton said something like, if you split it, you're good. He said some old saying about, like, if you split it, you're happy. If you, if you win both, you're walking on eggshells in the shower. I don't know what the fuck he said. But John yeah. Flaherty was just like, I've never heard that before. It's like, okay, Dude, Flash, way to let, put out all the fun. <laughs> let's let's do this conversation now. Kenny Singleton is is great. I appreciate Kenny. Um, him doing the play-by-play was really good, which I don't think a lot of people can can just flip between those two roles naturally. Um, he's he's the Neil Walker in the booth. He, he can do it all. He's a pro. I like Kenny um, Singleton. But now let's get to the part where that you really want to say. Flaherty is brutal. I, I know Twitter kills him. But, dude, he can't even – what was the line you just said? He's like, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Like, that's – for him, like, that's an awkward – that's, like, your awkward coworker that ends a conversation that way. Like, you're talking to your buddies and you're like, oh, yeah, we, we, went, out, we went out to happy hour and we, we did Jaeger bombs. And they just, like, would stare at you and be like, never, heard, never had a Jaeger bomb. And you'd just be like, are you in the story? Are you – like, what are you doing? You're just ending things. It's crazy. And, it's dude, crazy there was Flash an... has been doing yes for like a decade plus. Right? And uh, I don't know. It's never been that glaring to me. He's, he's just kind of dull, man. Like his play-by-play is really dull. Yeah. And he, so there was two opportunities. He had one opportunity to tell like a really good story. Look, was it his ejection story? And he just kind of like put the brakes on it. And you're like, dude. Or I forget. He was set up to tell like a really good story and he bailed. And it was like, come on, man. And then... I forget who said it. I don't think it was Kenny. Um, maybe it was Kenny. But they talked about when a catcher blocks a ball, and they said it's called turtling because you kind of put your shoulders yeah. up like the turtle shell and make the block. And he did another one. He just goes, yeah, I've never heard it called that before. And you're like, dude, at least figure it out in your brain and laugh and call it a joke and be like, <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's pretty good. Don't just like... He's he's the end of a sentence is John Flaherty. <laughs> the trailing sentence. All right. Um, anything else from this game? We have Sonny talk. Was there any decisions? I don't think there was even any decisions. Canely kind of sucked. Yeah, Canely, Canely gave up the run. Three hits and, and point two of an inning. Yeah, had to bring Batances in, which, which then made Batances unavailable for Sunday because they don't like going three days in a row. But All right. Whatever, who cares? You got both wins. Getting both wins was huge. You needed to. Yeah, and I mean, I, it, Romine had three hits. Not, not for nothing. Yeah, Romine had three hits, and I mean, man, uh, again, there was a couple things that looked good for Sonny this start, but in today's day and age, where we've we've had the discussion where teams are okay with splitting double headers now, it's almost win your one game and keep everyone healthy. And yeah, Sonny Sonny goes out and gives you that. That was that was pretty big. All right, let's move on to game four. 
burn of game four. This was Sunday's game going for the game sweep four. on ESPN. Did you see what I said about ESPN games? I hate them. Yes, I did. And I, and I love them. I mostly hate them because I think the broadcast is terrible. And I'm not even talking about the announcers. Like, right. <clears throat> I kind of enjoy A-Rod and I, I don't have a thing against Vescarian. How do you say his last name? Yeah. Maddie, Vis- Maddie Vis- B. I, I don't have a yeah. thing against him. M- Mendoza, I, I think she is bad. I think people are, are more brutal than they need to be just because they're sexist, like innately. Um, right. <clears throat> but I think she is pretty bad. I think A-Rod's awkward, but I think it's funny. I can understand right. why you don't like it, but I kind of laugh at how weird A-Rod is. So I'm not talking about the announcing, just the production, the lack of replays, the in-game splits, just like the the camera angles. The It's just all bad. So I don't like that. I don't like how late they are, where it's, it's 12.30 a.m. and we're in the middle of the podcast right now. I hate that, but Jake... There is something I said they've we they've Pavlov dogged us into yeah. just thinking any national broadcast game is a big game because there is something about the contrast on the screen about the different announcers that makes you feel like okay everyone's watching this is a national league game and it was it shouldn't have been it was fucking it was a, it should not have been a national league game but yeah what, and you start you start thinking about other stuff like Giancarlo yeah. going for his three hundredth home run like. If that kind of happens on ESPN, it's actually kind of cooler. That does get to more people and stuff. Um, no, it is funny, though. And, again, maybe it is what's going on in the booth right now. But I I remember, like, John Miller calling Sunday night baseball games. Joe Morgan? Yeah. Like, I, I when I used to, like, if I threw on the Sunday night game and it wasn't the Yankees and I heard John Miller's voice, I was like, it's pretty cool. It's Sunday night baseball. Like it's not Sunday night football, but it's it's its own thing. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, A Rod cracks me up because, as I've said before, like over prepares, like he did as a player. Like he's he's prepared for anything, but when one grain of salt or one grain of sand gets in the microchip, he's he's gone. Yeah, like he I, he uh, didn't know. He, he he forgot one of the players like player weekend nicknames or something, and he was just like lost for a minute. I think I think no, Matty V's starting but, to reach. Mendoza said that Matt Holiday's player weekend was I touched home when it was just a Photoshop, and Matty right. V called her out right away. Like that yeah. wasn't actually his jersey. Yeah, Matty V compared Dylan Bundy and Severino, and I was like, I, I dude, I think you're you're almost being clickbaity in the booth because. I mean, I'm sorry. I know this is a Yankees podcast, but think about what you just said. He yeah. was like, "Oh, they're two top of the rotation guys who are struggling." And it's like he does he he knows baseball, so it's like you're not thinking that. You're you're just trying to get your clicks up, dude. But anyways, anyways, you know, K was was second in the running to be Sunday Night Baseball play by play, and then Maddie V beat him out. He would have went national. Really. Would have been interesting to see how K plays to a national audience. Yeah, I wouldn't think that would be. Uh, yeah, I thought K kind of flew past that, but I guess not. Cool. Well, K had a quote. Uh, it's kind of a tough quote. He was like, "Well, Matt's pretty young, and Buck's pretty young. I'm older than those guys, so I think that was my last shot. I think I'm regional for life." And it was like, "Oh, that's sad, K." Regional. Shut up. <laughs> All right, let's like, burn game four. The, the biggest market in the world. On your mind. He might not have said the word regional. I might have just, but that was his yeah. gist. He's not going right, to be a right, national right. gig. He thinks that was his last chance. Okay. On your mark. Sure. Get set. Boing. 
Game four, call Harry Potter because the Yankees are bringing their broomsticks, trying to sweep the O's. Dylan Bundy versus Luis Severino, trying to get back on track. Luke Voigt is relevant. Two-run oppo taco shot gives the Yanks the early lead. Country strong. Top three, the dude obliges. Andujar, two RBI double. It's 4-0 Yanks after Trace. Villar hits a sack fly to make it 4-1 in the fifth. Boring. Mama, there goes that man again. Luke Voigt scores on a pass ball as Twitter continues to build a gravestone for Greg Bird. Mancini would hit a solo shot in the sixth. O's would tack on another. Seve's final line, 5.2 innings pitch, 4 hits, 8 Ks. Then pass it on to the new all-peckerhead bullpen. Green? Ah, I messed it up. Green, but Tance is Britain. <laughs> it was Green, Robertson, Britain. Green, Britain, Robertson. The Yankees would win. 5-3, sweep the Orioles, and they've won eight of their last nine. Let's go Yanks. Let's go Yanks. Spit in Jake's mouth. Let's go Yanks. Yeah, I, I guess the sweep kind of deserved that, huh? That's on me. I went I went all peckerhead, and I blew it. Green, Britton, Robertson. Yeah, that's right. You just threw Patances in by accident. Yeah, I got excited. I was thinking about him. Um, you tend to get excited. That was another funny moment when A-Rod found out that Britain was part Dominican or whatever. He's like, oh, my, my guy. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is neat. You are my same height. All right. They win, Jake. Well, let's see. Game decisions. Um, what you think about taking Sevy out, starting him for the sixth, then taking him out, all that shit? Sevy wanted to go one more. Uh, I got something to say on it if you don't. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll kind of echo A Rod's thought if you heard it. Like, there really is a big mental difference between going five point two and six innings. Um, oh yeah, it's and huge it, error and by it, Glaber. And yeah, it sucks that. that Glaber had the error there. So, um, but yeah, it is what it is. Twitter, uh, Yankee fans are conditioned right now to be mad at Boone. Sure. Uh, so like, there were so many people tweeting, "This is what you get for stretching savvy." Because it, it was green came in, a run scored, and then there was two on, you know, and if if they got a hit, it would have been one run game. You know what I mean? So people were getting scared in that moment before Chad got out of it. And in their scaredness, they were just repeating what they've come to just repeat is that uh, this is Boone's fault for stretching Sevy. I can't believe blah, blah, blah. It's like Glaber made it a simple error. Romine let up a pass ball, and Chad Green gave up two hits, yet Yankees Twitter it was blaming Boone and Sevy because they're just conditioned. Like that was the that was my yeah. biggest sign. I'm like, okay, people are just conditioned to blame Boone Boone for whatever right now. Because how could you blame Boone for that situation? And that Glaber error, I mean, it doesn't affect the game a lot. And it, it doesn't really affect the line score, but I, I tweeted it and then Pedro said it. It, it five five point two Two runs is much different than six and two runs. And then it did lead to another run and burning more bullpen. So that was a costly error. And and he's made four routine errors now at short. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it's it's a young guy playing ball. It's the uh he's made a couple incredible plays, but yeah, you lo- you lose your focus for that that one half second making the routine play. Oh, and A Rod had another killer quote. Um what he said Oh, he he said uh, if he was in there, he'd be telling Glaber that the more boring you are, the better. Yeah, be which boring. I thought I like that. That yeah, was that's what that Derek was awesome. Boring. Didi can yeah. be boring, and then he makes the flashy play. 
Exactly. Like, boring can be fantastic. Yo, um, and you know what? I, I think Glaber sometimes slows down just to fire his cannon arm. Yeah. Like, there was a couple plays where he, like, could have just threw it over, but he, like, took an extra moment and then just fired it. And it's like, whoa, man, that seems like the worst idea. But know what I will say? I think, um, so I, I went, if, if you were following me on Twitter, at Talking Jake, I went to the Rockies game on Thursday, the off day, oh, by yeah. myself. Um, Baseball game delightful. alone, I've done it, no shame. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was sitting pretty close to third base, and I was watching Arenado, which was pretty cool. He had, he had a couple tough plays over there that were fun to watch. But um, And I don't know if this is just how he plays or if there is any defensive stuff going this way. But, dude, he would so much footwork and taking his time because he believes in his, like, rocket arm so much. Like, it, it's a little bit of, like, good footwork getting himself closer to first base and in good position, but, like, literally, like, waiting for that <laughs> to, to beat the runner by a half step because he does trust his arm so much. So, I don't know. It's maybe a little showmanship from Glaber, but it's also, if that's your weapon, I, I think you use it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe it's better to do it that way or not, but it just it sometimes looks like he needs to make the play a little like harder for himself. Right. Or just more flashy, like show off, show off. Yeah. It's not a real knock. I don't really He's care. Twenty one. Just, just make the plays, Glaber. I was I was showing off in the outfield at his age. <laughs> Men's league, beer league softball. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually no, like we were in college together playing intramurals. See, yeah. See see you you saw some of those plays. I played a hell of a shortstop. You did. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting. Thanks for thanks for letting everyone know. You were uh, you were you were breaking the analytics back then because you would you would literally just slap it through first and second base every time, and well, you'd, you'd get a hit we, every time. We played on the softball field. No, we played on the football field. Uh, yeah, the turf. So if you if you went in between second base it would roll 100 yards and i could just sprint and get a home run but yeah i didn't right. care about trying to pull the ball at all no that's not my game just i just slap like, it th- through second and run as fast as i could and make him throw me out i think like every game i would be like yeah you know that that works so i'd like do that with the first one and then the second at bat i'd be i'd come up and be like you know let me see if i can turn on one <laughs> and that usually didn't end up well but yeah if you want to see some highlight Softball catches from center field? Oh, you're listening to the right guy. Dude, that's like the biggest struggle in adult league, beer league softball is everyone wants the home run, and then they just pop out, and it's like if you just hit gap to gap, you'll win. And then for me, like I'd much rather win than than you hit a home run. So let, let's win. I, st- I still don't – I just don't have that like competitive fire for softball. Like I can't, I can't jump that bridge. I mean, but – Intramurals was different because we were young, but I mean when you're right, right, right. Well, what about when you play? But even then, we were having fun. Losing sucks. Like I'm not that competitive. I won't take it off the field. Right, right, right. right, But if I'm on the field playing hockey or softball, I don't care if it's men's league. I don't care if we're drunk. Try your hardest. Do your best. If we lose, I don't give a shit. But if you're not trying, if you're like, like, like fucking Blake would just like rope one down the line and then just jog the first and not go to second. And it's like, dude, what are we doing? I don't want to do this. Yeah. Try your hardest, do your best. Nothing matters, but try your hardest, do your best. 
Right. Okay. Let's go on to awards, which are brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. Your one-stop shop for Yankees jerseys with no names on the back. Less than $100. Ships to you from a warehouse in Pennsylvania. They got homes. They got a ways. They got no names on the back like the players in the field. AffordableJerseys.com. They just revamped their website. So that's cool. Nice. Yay. Get we a did jersey. That. Get, get your, Head over there. Get a store. Get your Louis Vuitton jersey. Just do it shirts are uh, selling because those are awesome shirts. Anuar is out of control. It's out yeah. of control. All right. Yeah. Is Luke Voigt going to be the number one? Awards. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Luke Day, Voigt. which means it's my day, which means I get to go first, Jake. You taught me that trick about a month ago. And Luke Voigt going to be the number um, one there's seller? There's two options for a prize. I still want to talk about it. I didn't hear that. Affordable jersey. I've still been trying to talk about it. You got hot, which I'm excited about, which means you're excited about your award. But is Luke Voigt going to be the number one selling jersey the rest of the year? What number is he? Uh, 69? I don't know. Yes, he will be. Okay. Nice. Okay. Well, my, my pride of the Yankees. Yeah? You won't. I I don't want to, actually, because I, I don't think he... I think, I think it's... I'm taking the fun one. But I kind of wish you went first so you could just grab the funnel. But I'm going Luke Voigt. Louis yeah, V, man. baby. Louis V. Uh, I mean, listen, the home runs, the power's there. He's relevant as hell. Like, the most relevant. So relevant. So, Crazy relevant. It's like Jeremy Lin relevant, but not really. That was insane what Lin was doing. Yeah. But, Jake. Don't hate the comparison, to be honest. The home runs are fun. The RBIs are fun. He went seven for 11 this series in three games. That's crazy. Three home runs, six RBIs. The energy was much better. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, the energy only comes after home runs. And it's like, obviously, but Romine doesn't hit home runs and the energy isn't like that. That was the way he hopped, the Sammy Sosa hop. Yeah. Big fist pump after first, holding it there, screaming and yelling, coming in the dugout, just Shelly Duncan in everyone's hands. You can't deny, and a lot of people are trying to deny this, Jake, which is frustrating the hell out of me, but you can't deny that that was something special, not just the home run, the energy, the boost, the life. It was awesome to see. Yeah, man. I, I That was one of the first things I tweeted, that the energy was more impressive than the homers to me, which, again, people are going to poo-poo on that. But even the last out of the game, I think, was the ground ball to Voight. And, like, on his way to touch first base to end the game, he slaps his hand on the glove. He's all stoked. And, honestly, that game was the first time that it's looked like the Yankees have had fun in a while. Wow. And everyone's like, like yeah, but, of course, they weren't winning. Wrong. They, they took two they out of three from winning, Chicago. Yeah. What's that? They were still winning games. Yeah. yeah they I mean, they not took a- two out of three in Chicago. They swept Toronto. They went six and one on that stretch. Uh, and they they weren't fun. They weren't like doing shit in the dugout. There were no antics. So people are wrong. The this energy and this fun in the dugout, and it was Didi bored out of his skull. It was Luke Voigt just being like an energy monster, like the energ- Energizer Bunny, big fluffy yeah. white Energizer Bunny running around. It was it was it was it was a lot of fun, and that's why he's the pride of the Yankees for me. Yeah, and it it. It really was just great energy a little bit. And then it, it was funny. So he hit that first home run, and he's just – he's stoked. He's – I I did it. <laughs> I They called me up. I got put in the game. I did it. <laughs> Let's go. And then 
<laughs> so then he hit the second home run, and you saw he had that same excitement, like, I just did again. But then you saw him, like, <laughs> you saw his Yankees moment, not Yankees moment, but the Yankees mentality kick in where it's like, okay, we're still the Yankees. Let's be professional about this and kind of did the head down. All right, I'll, I'll see the boys when I round the bases. Um, yeah, and I, I, I guess I'll, I'll feed the Twitter beast a little bit. I think, because like you just said, the Yankees have been winning a little bit. But this is the first time we've gained ground on Boston in a while. And maybe it's linked to that. I mean, these, these guys know. Um, they, they knew Boston were losing. They, they started winning a little bit. I think a little bit of the energy's from that too. I'd like to think it's not, they, but it may think, be. But maybe man, cause think about even the games they were winning, like we haven't made up ground on Boston. No, in it a felt while. off or not. Every win felt like, right. And I know it's kind of funny. Cause like Didi's Didi's kind of supposed to be the team fun guy. And he has fun out there. He's always smiling, having a good time, but know who's been, I mean, the real team fun guy this year, like having fun playing baseball, had been Judge. Yeah. Judge had been having a blast out there this year. Um, So, yeah, maybe you tie in Judge being off the field and the other injuries and not making ground on the Red Sox. It really did feel like the first time the Yankees were having fun in a while. And Luke Voigt, he might have sparked it. Didi with his little uh, emoji board. Making me laugh. At one point, he drew like a face on it that was like a hand over it, and he showed yeah. Glaber, and Glaber just looked at it and had no reaction. Like, nah, I'm out on that, Didi. <laughs> and dude, like, so I remind me because I, I think we're gonna talk about it more later. Remind me to talk more about competition later. Oh, I, great. I don't sounds. I don't. Really I don't know when, but just think about. It. Surprise me. Sound like a guest speaker at a corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Sportsmanship. Um, Who's your pride of the Yankees, my man? My pride, 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 pride of the Yankees. Um, oh, couple deserving guys. This is always fun. Wow, I think it's a clear cut. I'm glad I gave Boyd. Yeah, no, it, it kind of is. I, I, I want to give it to a thrower, but uh, you're right. This this dude did deserves it Let, we'll give it to papa anduhar um just <laughs> dude he's out of control yo that's the best way to put it he's out of control. <laughs> like, really is like he came up he played well and like you saw it right you see he's got kind of dynamic pop in his bat like the crazy doubles then he goes through that first slump and you're like okay so there is a there's a little bit of a hole in his in his game or he's human and then he came back from that, and it was it was right around the All Star break, where, again, when you you looked at the stats as a whole, you're like, okay, he's been solid. This for a rookie third baseman, these are some pretty nice stats. Now he has just fully elevated it to, he's playing incredible. Eight for, nine for eighteen this series, six RBIs. Um, Here, look, this how it breaks down. Game one, two hits, one run scored. Game two. Two hits, two runs scored, four RBIs. Game three, two hits. Game four, three hits, two RBIs. Every game, I mean, every game. It's insane, man. He's he's hitting three oh three now. He's he's slugging higher than Giancarlo. I think he's hitting three sixty since the All Star break. I think he's slugging higher than Giancarlo Stanton. 
that's pretty if funny. I if you told anyone that before the season, I mean my word. But yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be interesting. I'll I'll give a mini hot take right now. He doesn't have the rookie of the year wrapped up. I think Glaber's gonna punch back. Certainly. Right now he does, but I mean there's a lot of time. Right now he does. I think three sixty two since the break. Glaber's gonna build up dude, Andrew <laughs> I mean, he's gonna finish this year with I mean, worst case, like twenty five homers and like eighty five RBI. That's with like a bad September. I mean, that's it's pretty incredible. Uh and yeah, shout out to the Yankees organization for not trading him and seeing it and believing it. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out for for uh us being wrong. I think a couple times and a lot of people I said I would have traded him for DeGrom. I it's, at one point, I like last year, I said he's excess. I still, for those idiots who still troll me, he wasn't needed last year, and anyone pining for him in 2017 was wrong. But 2018, anyone that was saying to move on or whatever, totally wrong. Andujar is the real deal. And I think he's surprising everyone. Yeah, if if you're still an Andujar, should have been up last year, A, get over yourself. B, um, no, his defensive flaws would have been exposed, and that would have been damaging. And you get first half of the season Andujar that you get this year, maybe. I mean, he obviously did off-season work. And it's, yeah, what he, he could have came up, had the defensive errors, <laughs> not hit so good, and now you're messing with a young player's head. So just stop. All right. Yankee motherfucker. Yankee motherfluffa. Are you ready for, for mine? I'm doubling up. You always do this. You always double up on the series that we, like, sweep. Wait, I think you think something different than what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not giving two people the motherfucker. Oh, no. I'm giving Lucas Voigt the motherfucker. And you said I copped out a couple episodes ago. Did you I hope see you get killed the by the fans. I hope Donah- the talking Did Yanks you see fans the clip tear of you Steve apart. Donahue, yes, old, that was awesome. Old man in the dugout, trying his best to give Lucas Voigt finger guns. Just standing back there, old man, just pointing away. I'm part of the team, Lucas. Right uh, when Donnie think he had he had it figured out. Yeah, he's like, like I just oh. figured out the team handshake. After base Voight. hits, I point to you, <laughs> you point back. I know I'm Voight's- a trainer, but I've been around this team for a while, and Voight stiffed him, dude. Voight's Didn't- the new crazy dude, guy. Donahue he's threw gonna- up his hands. He threw palms to the sky. <laughs> Hopeless, restless old man. Thought he had the game down. Now he's questioning everything. You think Dono, Dono's going to throw finger guns at another player the rest of the year after Voight stiffed him like that? Only Didi, probably. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Voight's the new guy. He's got all this energy. who's like, I got this figured out. Yeah, I'll get in with Nothing. That Nothing. Nothing. So, Yankee motherfucker, don't go, so, don't, don't so, go hurting old man Steve Donahue's feelings. Is that you got, the first? You, you get a moth in your ear, he ain't pulling it out. First ever... Pride of the Yankees and MFR. Same go around, yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> Who's yours? Just pathetic. Um This is tough. It's I mean it's incredibly tough. No pitcher did bad besides Canely. And then you, the only people that didn't get hits was like Higgy, Bird, and Torres, and they played one game each. So it's like what are you gonna do? 
Yeah. Uh, do you have an award lined up for the guy with the big Adam's apple? Or no. do we just want no, to do... No, I don't. You can do him. Then let's just do this. I'll, I'll do it for the people because they were requesting it, which is kind of messed up. But I'll, I'll give Greg Bird the MF-er. Um, <laughs> 0 for 4 in his 4 at-bats. Uh, this is more so just to bring up the conversation of, of where we're at. And uh, so it was funny. During the first game, the Yankees are down 2 to the Orioles. And I tweeted out and... That, believed in this at the time that if we were down two runs in a game I would rather have Greg Bird in the game you know the chance he's going to catch the home run I just haven't seen anything from Voight and then Voight catches one so everyone's coming at me freezing cold takes sure knock knock yourselves out don't care um happy the Yankees are winning um I would I will say this for Greg Bird I mean Hey, I would have liked him to get some at-bats against Jimmy Yacobonis, the triple-A pitcher that got to start. And, um, I mean, who pitched the first game for the Orioles? Cobb. Cobb, Cobb actually had some good stuff, so, I mean, I'm not, not going to bury that. But, um, yeah, would have been nice to see him get some at-bats against some of those meat Oriole pitchers. Um, but I think the more relevant tweet that I had, and thankfully I had this out there to the Twitter world before they murdered me, was... So I, one of my big Greg Bird stances has been, hey, if, if you have a good series, if Greg Bird has a good series, you wouldn't be surprised, right? You'd be like, oh, shoot, hopefully Greg Bird has it figured out. Let's see this the rest of the way. But at the same time, I said, if Luke Voigt has a big series, you'd say, all right, let's, let's keep giving this guy at bats. And that kind of shows the state of the Yankees and what Greg Bird had done. So... It's tough. I mean, we we love Greg. He's a friend of the program, um, and so I'll I'll keep my rambling going when I when I mentioned competition before. There was a beautiful part of last year's Yankees where competition was a cool thing. You had Ellsbury when he was playing. He's he he started getting hot, and then him Hicks and Gardy were rotating, and they were kind of playing the hot hand, and it got fun for a little bit. I, I kind of hope that's what the first base position turns into. I know everyone's ready to kill Greg Bird, but if we could get Greg Bird right, or <laughs> hell, 90% of what we think healthy Greg Bird could be, well, then we might have turned first base into a strength if we can get a semi-platoon going and and having them being in a positive, um, a positive competition platoon. Those are some good words. But... uh. Yeah, at the same time, I, I mean, tough spot for Greg. Play play good when you get your chance now, buddy, because otherwise that's it. Ride the hot hand. I mean, I mean, nothing is permanent or set in stone at all. Voight could go 0 for 20, and we wouldn't be surprised. Tyler, right. Tyler Austin did that. Now Tyler Austin's going crazy. Bird can turn it on, and I know a lot of people want to say, no, he can't, and blah, 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 but he can. Don't just conveniently forget that he can turn it on, and then you you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Bird's in a really tough spot. He's, uh, I think, I think, I think we're past the point of him automatically being the starting first baseman next year, even if he does have a crazy hot stretch. I think you have to go into next year with a better contingency plan, maybe platoon. We'll see how Voight does. But, yeah, I mean, ride the hot hand. I think Voight should get a couple more starts than Bird um, down the stretch now. But you, to use their own words, you have to keep Bird relevant. You can't just demote him. Now it is going to be interesting when Didi comes back because then you have too many guys. 
Can I give you a hot take? Let's hear it. Greg Bird, starting first baseman, Colorado Rockies next year. Yeah? Send him home to Denver? They haven't had first base figured out. It's a low-risk, high-reward thing for them, depending where Greg Bird ends ends this season. But, uh, yeah, hometown boy, you get a young lefty bat who has <laughs> 35 home run potential, especially a course. That's uh, just... Just, just throwing that on the airwaves now. We'll see if it lands. I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see Greg get hot and stay with the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if he turns it around. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's a terrible, terrible month. But I mean, it's what's going to be interesting is how. Headley, I mean, how they used to go oh for a month. It's baseball, right? Um. It's just going to be interesting to see how how they play it out and end up getting him at bats. When are they going to play him right now? Yeah, it's going to be like tough. Well, well, no, dude, we're a weekend away from September, so there's no there's no worry about roster. Really. Yeah, but but I I'm saying when are they going to play him? Verse against good, tough righties? Good righties. That's not a good way to get out of a slump. Well, I mean, he's well, dude. They're not going to make it easy for him to get out of a slump if Voit is hitting. And they shouldn't. He's, I know. The pressure's on. But hopefully the pressure's like you said. Pr- uh, the pressure provides good competition. I mean, that's, yeah. And, and that's the goal. It's it's just tough. We've got basically a month of baseball left. Greg Bird's going to be fighting to get at bats against right-handed pitchers. Um, I I don't know. He's got a very slim margin for error. And I just, I just think if, if you were a betting man, it's it's tough, tough to see him getting even like full platoon. Like if there's a righty on the bird, bird righty on the mound, bird gets it. Lefty on the mound, Voigt gets it. I'd, I'd bet bird gets hot. I like it. I'd bet that he gets hot before the season ends. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks, but I bet he has a stretch where he's where he's the guy. I think they'll probably flip flop the whole way down the stretch. I mean, if they could turn it into an awesome thing, I, I forget if I said it earlier, but yeah, if you could, if Greg Bird could put some at bats together, maybe you see a funky Luke Voigt in right field day and Greg Bird at first. Maybe you see one at first, one DH. Um, it would be awesome if it turns into a good problem. How about that? Be awesome. Good problems are great. All right. Are you ready for regular old awards? Regular old awards. Yep. All right. So this is the award for. Um one of the best pitchers in the MLB in his mind award. <laughs> J-Hap. It goes to every pitcher in the MLB, I hope, but specifically <laughs> Sonny Gray. Yeah. Now, this is where Yankee fans are so fickle and frustrating. I know when Sonny Gray comes off and he says, his quote was, when I'm throwing the ball like that, I think I can get anyone out. I think I'm the, one of the best pitchers in the MLB. Right. And it's so fun to make fun of. Like, everyone's making jokes like, I'll, ha- I'll have what he's having. Like, ooh, let me pass that joint, Sonny. And those are great jokes, and it's funny. And I totally, uh, they were fun. I was making mine, too. Like, oh, if that's one good start, blah, blah, blah. But get past the jokes, some people were, like, mad at him for saying that or think he's arrogant. And these were the same people. This is the same situation Eli Manning was in couple years ago when they someone asked him do you think you're an elite quarterback and Eli said yes what do you want them to say no I suck 
Pro athletes become pro athletes because they have confidence. No, no best pitchers in the major league got there without thinking they're the best pitcher in the major leagues. So you want Sonny to think this. Saying it, I don't even care. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd, but who cares? This is a good thing for Sonny to have confidence in himself. It's a good thing for anyone. If you wouldn't go out there and talk shit, talk highly about yourself, go question yourself in the mirror. Like yourself. I mean, someone tweeted at me, and it's like it's perfect. Like if if you don't think you're the best, no one else will. Yeah, man, and I just with some of the quotes and some of his actions, and like he he let out a big. F-bomb when Glaber made a good play. F yeah, Glaber. He was really Glaber. mad when he gave up a walk. Yeah, and it it I mean it's basically he kind of hit that point where it's like, all right, uh, you know, that's, I mean Sonny Gray's hit rock bottom. So here's I mentioned I mentioned to you before I had good Greg Bird stuff, which you just heard, and then I have good Sonny Gray stuff. Uh so I've been talking about Glaber a lot this year and how during his recent slump, that it was the first time this 21-year-old has run into adversity in basically his whole life. And guess what? We kind of just saw that with Sonny Gray, too. Um, with, you know, the quote he came out with, and I know the quote that you hated before that he said he he wasn't working on anything different to get back in the rotation or something like that. What was that quote? They asked him, are you working on something to get back in the rotation? He just said no. I think he was just being snippy and short with reporters because the Yankees told him that he's probably not going to be in the rotation again. But that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, that's this is 28-year-old Sonny Gray kind of facing adversity for the first time in his life, you know? He was he was a stud at Vanderbilt. He was a two-sport stud growing up. He was a stud for the A's. Now, you know, the Yankee experiment kind of ran out and it was the first time where Sonny Gray is like, "Well, shoot, am I not that good?" No, I am really good. You got reporters in your face. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I, I, I love the stats of baseball because you can, you can paint such a story. Um, <laughs> you want to know? So let me, let me give you a couple Sonny Gray stats. I'll start with my favorite this year, Sonny Gray on the road. Get, guess Sonny Gray's road ERA this year. 3.52. 3.09. Nice. He's six and four with a three point zero nine ERA in the road, sixty four innings, seventy one strikeouts. Pretty good numbers. Um, <laughs> let me let me give you this one, which is, I mean, this is low key hilarious. Guess his second half stats, Jim. Well, I don't even know. His second half of the season, he's four and one with a three seven seven ERA. 28 innings, 28 strikeouts. That's not bad. So just, and just think about like the quote unquote hell we've put ourselves through uh, with Sonny Gray. It's, um, I'm, I mean, p- people will hate me for this. I, I said it before they gave Lance Lynn the starting job. I kind of wanted to see Sonny Gray in this, in this stretch of the schedule because we're playing bad teams his era had gotten better every month this year he's still got a chance to get it better this month um but there's like some numbers hanging around that are like sonny gray could still bring us something well um he, I, he did I, in I that start get into more on his just the way he's handled the media this year yeah. but do you think he deserves another start um well 
Let me my final stat. He's four and one with a three six seven ERA against the Orioles this year. So that's a little deceptive on some of his stats. But um, I think, and you know, hopefully, it'll play out a little bit like last year where they went to the six man, but they they never admitted it. Um, Isn't that so weird how they did that last year? No, we're not going to a six man. We're not going to six man. And then they just did a six man, and they were like, No, yeah. we're not. We're just using him. Like, yeah, we're just using a six starter, but we're not doing a six man rotation. Um, I I think you'll see that with Sonny if if there's a busy stretch or it you know, you know CC they're gonna want to be careful with his knee. Sevy they're still hoping he figures it out. Um, I I you could see Sonny making one or two more starts this year. I really don't think they're gonna fully throw him the bone unless someone gets hurt. They just moved Sheffield and Chance now to the bullpen. So, yeah, yeah. Sonny or Sessa as spot start. I'll take Sonny over Sessa any day of the week. Like, do and, you, and five times. Do you think we could be a bad Lance Lynn start away from getting a, a Sonny Gray start? That's what I was kind of asking, but I don't think so. I wouldn't do that. Like, I liked what Sonny did. I loved his quotes, but I'm not, I'm not ready to be like... That's where people push it too far and then fight against it. Just because I say I like his mentality and I like that he said he has confidence doesn't mean I think he deserves to play again. Doesn't mean I think he's one of the best pitchers in the league. He's not even one of the best pitchers on the team. He can't crack the five man rotation, but every pitcher should have that confidence in himself. And I think Sonny's handled the media really well this year. And I think Yankee fans are stuck on this hate mode because two things, because he, he said he had good stuff when he didn't. And I hate that. And that is, I still hate that. I still think that was handled terribly, the start he said that. But they still hate him for smiling when he came off the mound, which is just nervous, anxious attitude. I think he handled that really well, saying, no, I smile when I'm nervous. I smile through weirdness. And, I mean, I'm, I'm very much that person. We talked about this when it happened. I think he handled that well. When people were trying to dig through his tweets and say he was racist, I think he handled that perfectly. He said, I'm very fine with who I am and the things I've said. That was an inside joke with a friend. You're not going to, like, tear me down because of that. So we stood strong there. Good resolve against his own fortitude. And then I like the way he handled this. Dude, you pitchers, people should be confident in themselves. And it may seem delusional to you. That dude standing on the street corner screaming about Jesus, he's a, a delusional guy. But hey, confident enough to go stand on a street corner screaming at you. Yeah, man. And there's... um, If, if you guys want to just think about how a baseball season ebbs and flows and how different teams look at you, Look at Lance Lynn's season stats for Sonny Gray's, and they're not that different at all. Yeah, I know. which is pretty nuts. Which is pretty nuts. Um, and here, here's—I I guess I'm just a hot take guy now, Jim. Um, we've talked about Sonny trading Sonny Gray, and does he have any value? That that whole talk. I'll tell you what. With some of the stats I just said, Sonny Gray still has value to teams, and if someone's not willing to pay you could see Sonny gray back on the team next year that's all i'm saying yeah all right um who's your award that was one award and it had to be given because we had to do the Sonny talk Hila- yeah. hilarious comments made me laugh but i can't knock him for having confidence in himself and that's a pretty and, fucked up thing to do anyway 
And didn't he have a good a good game in the Pickles jersey last year? So he's like 13 innings pitch, one earned run with Pickles on the back. I know Twitter CC was having has, a lot CC of fun with that. CC has really good numbers in the player's jersey too. Um, my first award will be the Stepping Stone Award. Uh... It's Mike Harkey. No. Um, love Mike Harkey though. Dude, the not, the not CC player weekend jersey. That's awesome. What about when he picked up the phone and then just elbowed Sessa? He's my favorite Yankee. <laughs> He's my favorite Yankee. Dude, that was incredible. Um, but uh, no, the, the, the Stepping Stone Award goes to Luis Severino. Um, and I, I, I'm doing it for the fans a little bit. Saw a few of those tweets come in about, uh, you know, is this a Stepping Stone? Because I, I, I got mad at you last time because I didn't think it was a Stepping Stone start. Here's what I'll say. Maybe I don't understand the phrase stepping stone, <laughs> but I will say this. I'm one, st- I'm one start away from stepping hard. Like, if he, if he were to give us the one... Like, if he gave us seven innings pitched, one earned run, eight Ks today, then I'd be like, okay, this was the stepping stone. Let's see it next time. Not against the Orioles. Let's see, let's see you bring it, Sevy. I think if I see that start now, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, Sevy, Sevy's back." Um, so that's that's kind of where I stand. I just I need to see that mean seven inning Sevy, eight plus Ks, one or less earned runs, and just bulldogging it on the mound. So I don't think that this game was a stepping stone from last game. So right. So if you're if you're looking at a staircase, last game versus Miami was it? when you didn't think it was a stepping stone, that was a step up. And now this game, it's just like a really deep step. So he moved forward, but he hasn't taken another step up yet. He's plateaued okay. right on this. He went a, a not, a one step up. Now he put the left foot in front of the other, but it didn't rise. It just went forward. They're deep steps, Jake. They're wow. very wide. And then, and then, yes, we need that game you're talking about. And that is the, that is the up again. That's the next up. Dominic. I guess that's, that's what I'm saying. If he gave the dominant start tonight, like Yankees Twitter would have went nuts. Sevy's back, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have been on that page. If he does now, if his next start is that Sevy start, that's then I'll I'll go to war with Sevy again. All day. Nice. Well, if he doesn't need you because he's got other people. Talking steps. All right. My next regular old award is the Mr. Stability Award. Ooh, interesting. It really, I thought it was a giveaway. Well, there's someone I want to give a similar to award to, but I don't think we're on the same wavelength. Oh, I know who you're going to Hap. Yeah, Hap. Okay, nice, dude. I I told you. I don't say I told you, but Jay Hap. Hap, bro. Five and zero oh in his starts, and dude, it's just Mister Boring. None of them are amazing, but. The best part about Hap is like he gave up two runs early or something like that, maybe three, two runs early, and everyone's freaking out. Like people, the people yeah. that like to freak out are freaking out. And I was like, dude, like this is fine. Hap and Cece are this and Tanaka are the same boat in my mind. Yeah, they'll have their one bad inning and then they're professional enough to just tidy it up and be like, okay, that was my bad inning. Moving on. Now all my innings have to be good. It's like when right. Tanaka gives up his one home run and then he's like, all right. Got that out of the way. Now I have to 
no, I have to be good the rest of the way. And you can because they're professionals and they do it. And Herman could not do that. He was too young. Sessa can't do that because he's too bad. And Sevi, uh, Sonny couldn't do it because he was too fragile-brained. And you, I, you, you tweeted it beautifully, and you, you saw it. I mean, hat pitches, man. It's, it's like you said, it's a pitching one hundred and one class. Like, oh, high fastball in, oh, breaking ball away. Like, yeah, he just, he just, he just follows inside, the book. Outside, inside, outside, up, down, up, down. It's like, oh, but if everyone knows how to do this, why doesn't the batter know what's coming? And it's like, well, when you do it really well with your command, it works. Uh, I tweeted that out because he because he is pitching one on one, and then he had the bad inning, and everyone was like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh well, this class sucks. Hap sucks." I'm like, no, he's just going to do four more innings after this of nice baseball, Mister yeah, Mister Stability. It's it's something you hear in a broadcast, but I I'm a true believer in it, and it's been my my Tanaka argument all year is that if if you could throw the fastball is the best pitch in baseball. If you throw a good fastball, again, you do the Mariano thing if you want. But Hap can throw his 92-mile-per-hour fastball in on hitters, and a lot of pitchers don't trust their arm enough to do that. Well, and, and Lynn only throws fastballs. Right. So the Yankees at the trade deadline picked up two of the biggest fastball throwers on the staff that had the most off-speed throwers. Um Dude, Lance Lynn's numbers are insane. 88% fastballs. <laughs> and they asked him before the game, like, his pitching strategy. He's like, I don't think you need another pitch if you can throw your fastball. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I, I forget. Coney called his last game, and he's like, or no, it was Lighter. You're lighter. And Lighter was just like, if you, could move, if you could bump that up to, like, 15%, man, your life's going to be so much easier. And, like, that's so not Lance Lynn, though. Did you hear Lance Lynn's quote that I loved? They were like, Describe your personality on the mound. And he said, not so nice. And then good. they asked, how do, you, how do you get yourself into that mindset on the mound? Like, how, do you, you, how do you get yourself into a mean place? And his response was, well, it's pretty simple. I'm trying to get that guy out. That, try, that guy's trying to get a hit, take money out of my wallet. So I don't like him right now. And yeah. it's like, hey, Lance, were you born for New York City? Yeah, he was, apparently. Yeah. Did you see the look that Lance and Voigt, the smile they flashed at each other? Little country bred father-son, big boy moment in the Yankees dugout? Dude, know what I will say? And dude, they probably know each other from St. Louis. Has anyone said that yet? Maybe like a spring training together, but they're a pitcher and a hitter. I doubt they... Yeah, but I mean, guys know each other. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't say Um, they spend a lot of time together, but... They've known each other, but I have no idea. Dude, I will say, because we said Lance Lynn looks good with the shaved face, his smile with the shaved face doesn't look good. Oh, dude, it's weird. It's like mole ratty. Yeah, there's a lot of tough angles. You start getting the chin, you start getting... He yeah. looks toothless. Um, yeah, a little bit, right? That's weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. All right, what's your, what's your last regular old award of the show? So what was your name of that award? The Mr. Stability. Mr. Stability? I'm going to give a Mr. Stability Part 2. Holy moly. Oh, my God. Strap in, folks. Hap's getting two wards. Come back up to the stage. This might shock you, Jim. Okay. Okay. You want to guess or no? Mr. Stability. Walker or Batantis? No. 
Hicks. Hicksy, dude. He um five hits on a doubleheader day. Five hits on doubleheader day, and man, I just like seeing him in the lineup. Oh, you're a nut job. You're a masochist. I know, man. And it's uh Remember that masochist well, kid in our in our uh high school who you'd carry all his textbooks to each class? Ian no. Ian, skinny kid, long hair. Carried like seven textbooks at a time, just class to class. I asked him why he did. He said, I'm a masochist. I was like, oh, shit, dude, don't shoot me. All right, well, Hicks, I mean, dude, if he's not in the lineup, I'm bugged out. I, he, he's got center field on lock. I mean, this, I guess, is a little bit also Shane Robinson effect because if, if Hicks isn't playing, that means Shane Robinson probably is right now, which is tough. Um but yeah, man, he had the big day. He got robbed in the first game, which I think Ken Singleton was great. Ken Singleton is great at depicting hitters' feelings. Like he 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 loves and lives for that, literally. literally. Um but yeah, Hicks got robbed like three times in the first game. And <laughs> every time you heard it like hurt Ken Singleton a little bit. He's like, Oh, I remember that, man. But uh yeah, he had five hits on doubleheader day. Um He's putting together good at bats and playing great defense. And if he's not in the lineup right now, the team is weakened. Ooh, so Jake, so eating bullets, lo- eating them happy. Love, love, love to Aaron Hicks. Good job, Hicksy. Glaber had a really good week. Didn't get an award. He's just, yeah, uh, man. And he again, none of the hits were like. I I mean, he had the one home run. But, like, outside of that, the hits weren't, like, Glaber impressive that we saw earlier in the year. That you'd be like, wow, special. He is reacting to the breaking ball and throwing it in play, which is not, like, a sweet, smooth swing. But even his home run was that. I I really hope his home run g- gets him kind of set up and puts it back in gear. Which is funny, because if you look at the stats, he's been back in gear. But if you've been watching the games, like, No. I know. We we talked about this when we were live in the ninth inning, but Giancarlo Stan is a mixture of pressing for his 300th home run and the Orioles giving him literally nothing to hit. They walked him five times in the first two games, I think, maybe three games. He ended up with a 0.67 average on this four-game set, but a 333 on base percentage. He got one hit, but he got walked five times. And, dude, you pegged it perfectly, and it – it just shows how messed up hitting is that because the Orioles didn't want to pitch to him at all, he got more eager to hit and then he didn't hit well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so been there that, with football games. You first verse the kid who can't throw a strike and then he finally puts one like within reach and you ground out and you're like, well, dude, I only swung at that because you suck. Yeah. It was your fault. Um, I'm good. You're bad. <laughs> right. Um, and he was, he was trying to get three hundo. He got robbed of that. that um, nice, nice play by Cedric, the entertainer. Um, the Orioles are bad, huh? Orioles are so bad. Um, it's tough. Uh, we'll, we'll do one minute away from talking Yanks and do talking O's. What, where do you stand on all the Showalter stuff? What stuff? I like Buck Showalter. Like, should he be back next year? If, if you were the Orioles management? No. But, okay. but but another team should hire him if he wants to manage again. Yeah, I th- I think it's very funny because I I think the whole world has agreed that uh w- one manager's voice runs old after a while. You just have to mix it up. And <laughs> but it's funny cuz right now where the Orioles are at, 
is perfect for what Buck Showalter can do. <laughs> he's he's the like, all right, guys, we we've got nothing. Let's start it over. And then in two three years, you're like, wow, Buck Showalter's doing a lot with little, but they're so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're terrible. They're just making errors and errors and errors and errors and errors. Uh, Shane Robinson, three hits, Jim. I tweeted it out. Today's the day. He had four hits on the season, and then he got and he had one hit in the month of August, and he got two hits in versus um, Kashner, Cop, Yakabonis, Yakabonis. I think Yaki. Like, yeah, you gotta get out of here, dude. Yeah, he just gave so him two hits to the guy who's only had one hit all of August. If yeah, if you're still in somewhere in the Greg Bird fan club, tell tell people that Shane Robinson had two hits off of Yakabonis, almost hit a home run. Almost, almost, almost got into cycle territory. So I, I would have liked to see Greg Bird get an at bat or two against Yaki. Shane Robinson. Every time the first at bat of the game, when I'm looking down at my computer, I'm tweeting, I'm making gifts, and then I look up, and the first time of the night, and I see that Shane is at bat, I chuckle. Like I just go, <laughs> because it just looks like a middle schooler found his way onto the field. He's playing with house money, man. Next up, next series is the White Sox at Yankee Stadium. We got Carlos Rodon versus Masahiro Tanaka. Big Game James Shields versus Lance Lynn. And Reynaldo Lopez versus CeCe. Got to win at least two out of three. A sweep would be nice. I, I have faith in all those pitchers. Lance Lynn destroyed the White Sox earlier, so hopefully you can repeat that. Big Game James Shields, a.k.a. James Shields, got in a mm-hmm. duel with Abraham Lincoln once, and there's a episode of Laps from the Past all about that duel. Boom, 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 boom. A little, wow, little Jeff. plug, Jake, for our other podcasts. How'd you like that? That was nice, man. That was, that was smooth. Um, I, a couple things. Smooth as two your thi- face. Two things I'm going to let you chime in on because that's the kind of guy I am, Jim. All right, then we're going to um, wrap it up. Yeah, one, Romine with a solid series. The the three hits, but um, don't care. Uh, he, he, how often runners are running on Romine is 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 blowing my brains out. So his offense is awesome, but I need I need someone who at least has the threat of throwing out base runners. I can't watch runners just take off at will. Give yeah. me Gary back, and Gary's in real. But I I will say, coming into this series, I was Romine stats were coming back down to earth a lot. That I was like, oh, maybe this whole thing is over. But uh. I don't know. He's he's still doing Romine stuff. The Neil Walker home run we barely talked about because he didn't have a great series after that, but that was big. D-I-S-C-O. And then Britton gave up a home run right after, so it canceled out Neil's and Voight was the hero. But yeah, Neil, dude, Neil's fun. Every time Neil Walker hits a home run, the Disco Neil shirts are $5 off for the rest of the night. Done. Catch them while you can. They're the most sensationalized shirt you'll get of the of the season. Is a the, the biggest memorial piece you can have. Jimmy plugs tonight. Um, and then yeah, this is only only other thing I I had left to say. We mentioned it. I think we mentioned it earlier. Um, and a lot of people were asking. No, I still don't have sights on the Red Sox. I I don't think you oh. should either. Oh. Um, um. I'm peeking, Jake. But here's here's what I'll say, James. I'm peeking. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. Say it. Um. So the Red Sox, so they they ran into a hot Tampa Bay team. They've they've won like eight straight or something. People are starting to say uh, cash for manager of the year, which <laughs> pretty mean to Cora and everyone, but kind of cool. Um, so Boston's upcoming schedule, 
Miami, and the White Sox. So those are six games against awful teams. Um, so they'll probably figure it out. Here's what I will say. If they struggle with these games or go even 3-3 three and three and the Yankees stay hot, we can start talking again, Jim, because then Boston is has Atlanta and Houston, and the Yankees end up in their West Coast stretch. So, yeah, the Red Sox probably aren't going to stay as hot as they've been, but the Yankees got to win the games. So if the Yankees stay hot, I think we're going to approach that this is going to become a story again. I'm peeking at the standings. I didn't want to. I didn't want to, but we're five back in the loss column, and we play them six times. So if we keep it at five or less until we play them, then you got to sweep them, and then, then it's on. We're far away from that. That's two ifs, and one of those ifs includes a lot of ifs in between the ifs. If is a small word with a big meaning, Jake. So... You gotta, wow. you gotta that's, wait. Dude, stop the episode. That's all right. That's the end of the episode. That's it. And we will uh, be back Sunday. I'll be next time we pod Sunday Yankee game seven o'clock start. I'm flying from New Jersey to California. I land at noon in California. Then I got a game starts at four, and then we're potting right after. So I will probably be a loopy loopy brainless idiot so hopefully the yankees win well make it easy the good news is you're you're already loopy in a brainless idiot because we'll be potting wednesday night and then we'll do that sunday one all right well that's what i mean i just said <laughs> i just said sunday because every podcast day i think of as a sunday but wednesday the 29th is when i'm flying yes all right cool thank you guys very much for listening subscribe rate review we haven't said that in a while um yeah so if you want to if you want to throw some uh five-star reviews out or six We appreciate it. Still looking for that first six. So, yeah. All right. Have a good night. Yankees won. Yankees won. Yankees are fun again. Go Yankees. Tell them. Grandma. Go Yankees.